We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 21st, 2011. And we're going to play some videos now, just some video clips, not very long, of this. these videos that I mentioned. They're entitled Alien Invasion, Are We Ready? And it's from the Discovery Channel. They're mega, mega, mega hyping this these videos, okay? And again, just one of the many, many confirmations that of what they're trying to prepare humanity for here. Sure devoting a lot of time and effort toward this subject. Um, so let's go ahead and roll the first one. Sunday. Curiosity continues with an all-new question. Can we survive an alien attack? Experts in astronomy, military theory, and physics will uncover that the impossible attack is possible. The attack might just be beginning. Michelle Rodriguez hosts Alien Invasion, Are We Ready? On the next Curiosity, this Sunday at 8, only on Discovery. Okay, so that was the first one. And the second one, they get, a little, they get into a little more detail here. We'll roll this next. We challenge the top minds in biology, military strategies, and astrophysics to predict what would actually take place during an extraterrestrial invasion. The scenario they came up with is both cataclysmic and possible. So the scenario is both cataclysmic and impossible. And you notice the one theme that you always see on all these these alien movies or whatever is that pretty much, for the most part, we're in a hopeless situation. It's a pipe dream if you think you're going to actually overcome their technology. And, and, and granted, from a from a technological standpoint, no, we don't have a, a prayer. But, you know, with a true Bible-believing Christian, quoting the Word of God, I do believe we actually have the power. But that's never, ever mentioned or talked about um, regarding these scenarios. It's always a matter of our technology against theirs. And, you know, if that were the, the only remedy, yeah, we'd all be wiped out in, in a heartbeat. But I believe the only ones on the planet that are going to really have any kind of remedy for what is coming regarding uh, this uh, these supposed alien life forms, which are nothing more, essentially, than um, uh, Nephilim type of, of, of hybrid life forms and or... Um, fallen angelic, uh, it, 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 there's a lot of speculation that you can make because there seem to be a lot of these different flavors of these particular uh, supposed aliens and life forms. And But one thing we know, they're evil, they're from the pit of hell, and they are Satan's minions. So let's go further. This is entitled Aggression, this particular part of the video. the view that an alien invasion would be traditional invasion shooting down fighter jets and buildings with the ray guns but um, it, it's probably much more sophisticated than that uh, first of all it would be a global attack when you invade a planet you're not going to be invading the US or Russia or Japan because to aliens we seem like ants we're all alike what is much more practical is to launch a global invasion.
Now, what we're seeing is on the top of one of these buildings in like New York City, they've got these uh, really intelligent people up there putting a big, gigantic welcome sign on top of this uh, apartment complex they live in. And there's, they're up there, you know, drinking and, and waiting for, you know, E.T. to arrive, and they've got their welcome, their welcome mat out. So what the scenario was here is that we've detected a gigantic mothership out in uh, the Earth's orbit, and these people are down on the on the ground, basically putting out the welcome mat. And now we're seeing the mother uh, ship start to actually. I don't know. There's little things coming out of the bottom of it. I don't know whether these are other alien creatures in their own little ships coming down to Earth. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming that their intent is not benevolent, but malevolent, meaning evil. But remember, the aliens probably don't want to take out the entire planet and everything living on it. And after all, they came all the way across the galaxy to our planet probably because of the biosphere that we have on the planet. Again, one of the big lies that you'll always see is, oh, they came from 8 billion light years away, and, you know, they were coming here, and now they've seen our planet, and they're going to harvest its resources and these types of things. Um, the reality is, is they were they were here to begin with. This is just the latest facade that Satan has put up regarding the whole um, uh, deception, end-time deception uh, in... Noah's day, I believe they just flat out appeared, took them wise that they chose, and then they produced these Nephilim giant offspring hybrids, and they claim to be gods, which is where we get all these Greek, uh, a lot of the mythology actually comes from that particular time. And this, in this day and age that we live in, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little, uh, actually probably quite a bit more sophisticated in the deception that they're trying to pull off. They have to take care of us without harming the biosphere in the process. The way they can do that is to focus on the one thing that we are dependent on that the rest of the biosphere is not, and that's technology. So, in other words, taking, focusing in on basically our destroying our technology is an easy way they could actually take us out, is, is the way that they're presenting this. Okay, and the last one is regarding this EMP EMP threat, which is a very common theme. I've heard a lot of it talked about, and why I do believe at some point this card most likely will be played, uh, which would take out all electronic devices that are not shielded, which is kind of what I mentioned earlier. So I'm going to roll this clip now. If one wanted to shut down the technology part of our civilization, computers and the electronics, one way to do that would be to subject the whole Earth to a an electromagnetic pulse. Or EMP attacks. It stands for electromagnetic pulse. Is a huge blast of radiant energy. And that radiation is so intense. The electric fields are so great that it short circuits your electronics. And it would basically wipe us out in terms of electronics and send us back 150 years into the past. 
pacemakers would stop, your car might stop. Most cars have uh, electronic ignitions now, so they would be disabled. Um, wouldn't be too good for aircraft either. <laughs> They're showing planes falling out of the sky. Which would happen. Maybe the worst part about an EMP attack would actually be its effect on our communication systems, our cell towers, radio systems, shortwave radios, leaving us isolated from each other in ways that we haven't seen for a very long time. So again, I would might be something you want to consider doing, shielding uh, your electronic equipment that you're not using. An easy way to do that is just with a... Uh, you could go up to YouTube and just key in uh, EMP uh, shielding, um, and there's plenty of videos up there. Uh, but some of them claim that you know they've got to be grounded, but the most current ones are claiming that they don't actually, uh, a lot of these EMP chambers, they don't have to actually be grounded. Or um, Again, just like a trash can, a steel trash can, that I bought at Tractor Supply is, is going as long as it has a good seal on the on the lid, um, it's going to shield you, shield your electronic devices from that from happening. And um, so anyway, let's go further here. Now, now we're going to segue into a commentary that I just read the other day from a New Ager on a off of one of these more cutting-edge UFO sites. And it's called The Final Days in Life After First Contact. Um, first Contact would also be known as Disclosure, most likely. Um, this is by a guy named Marcus Titus. This was just written, it was just submitted on August 17th of this year. So I'm going to go ahead and start out. Although it seems as if nothing has changed, it seems as if there has been a mass of changes behind the scene since mid-July. Very recently, most sources have begun to claim that the Illuminati are officially finished and that the New World Order is right around the corner. Now, my comment here is good cop, bad cop wise. So, the big bad Illuminati, the 13 families that essentially run the Earth, they're saying that they're finished. And that... What we're going to have now are the good guys are going to come in, ride in their white horses with their white hats to save the day. And they're coming, you know, which is a very common theme you'll see. And don't get caught up in the whole good cop, bad cop, alien, you know, we're going to eliminate the Illuminati because that's the very card the New Agers, that's the very card Satan is playing. It's like good uh, it's like white witchcraft and black witchcraft. You know, oh, the, the good witchcraft will always overcome the bad. No, it's a bunch of garbage. You know, um, that is one of the things that I think is going to get a lot of the of the Christians that are undiscerning. They're going to see this obvious malevolent force that is supposedly identified by the benevolent ETs that come. And then we're going to be able to, it's kind of like Democrat-Republican. We're going to be able to get on our side and say, oh, they're the bad guys. And then what's going to happen is, is there's going to be a lot of people that call themselves Christians on the side of the actual, like, New Agers and a lot of the people that have been wanting to usher in the New World Order in this supposed, you know, coming utopia. The age, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And... You're going to see a lot of that, so you can't buy into that. 
You can, but, you, you know, it's not something you want to do. Going further, he says, yet the mainstream media is still pumping out propaganda, as usual. Odds are, the Earth allies, along with the Galactic Federation, the supposed good guys, are continuing to allow the mainstream media to continue while announcements and other plans are being made. Announcements, what does he mean there? He means like disclosure, first contact, supposedly when the government comes clean, regarding this. Then he goes on to say, also, they are giving their ground crews some final time to prepare for the final phase of the mission. The latest full moon on August 13th was, was big in the sense that a lot of energy was present that could be used to initiate an awakening. See, people that are involved in this high-level New Age witchcraft, or any form of witchcraft, are heavily dependent upon times and seasons and, and star alignments and, and, you know, this is the whole thing that uh, astrology, uh, which is forbidden in the Bible, not astronomy, but astrology, horoscopes and things like this, Heavily, 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 witchcraft is heavily dependent upon doing specific spells or doing specific incantations at the right time and with the right appropriate sacrifice for that particular time. So, when he talks about the full moon, a lot of energy was present that could be used to initiate an awakening. What is he talking about there? He's talking about New Agers, witches, whoever, coming together and doing performing mass witchcraft on a global scale in order to further blind the minds of the people and get them ready for their luciferic initiation, which humanity is being prepped for. That's what he means. So what I'm here to do when I'm reading you this article, I would never just send this out. I'm here to interpret for you what this New Ager is saying. Because if you just read it on the surface, it sounds, oh, wow, this guy's really a good guy. You know? No, I'm here to be your interpreter. Let's go further. Okay. Evidence of an awakening in the American people can be found in the fact that Ron Paul is finally beginning to get the recognition he deserves. Now, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that they bring up Ron Paul all of a sudden? And there's a lot of people on big time on Ron Paul's bandwagon, particularly in the alternative media. Now, do I blame them from from a if I'm just going to look at it from a cursory look? He wants to do he wants to you know go back to a constitutional government. He wants to do away with the Federal Reserve. There's a ton of stuff. I would totally agree. With him, And of all the presidential candidates, by far, obviously, he would be the most obvious choice. But, you have to understand, to get to that level, it just doesn't happen by chance. He didn't just get there because he's a great guy. The Illuminati and the, and the, the people in the echelon that literally have all the politicians at high levels, like puppets on a string, he's there for a reason. And I shudder to think how he may be used in order to usher in what is coming. Now, I'm not saying he's the source. I'm saying he could be used as a pawn for this scenario that we're going to be talking about. And it's not me saying it. 
It's them. It's New Agers over and over and over again, as you will see, pointing to Ron Paul. Does that mean I, again, does that mean I disagree with, with, um, the vast majority of his policies or, or, or that, I, you know, doesn't mean that at all. I'm just telling you what they're saying. I'm not here to demonize Ron Paul, but I'm here to give you the full picture regarding this because Ron Paul by itself is an issue where a lot of people could go down the wrong path. Remember, the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. People are so desperately wanting to get Ron Paul in there because he could change everything. But the Bible doesn't predict it's going to get better. So how in the world, from a biblical standpoint, could Ron Paul be inserted into the presidency? Let's say best case scenario. How in the world, from a biblical standpoint, knowing that times are going to get darker and darker and darker and darker, knowing as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Days of Noah were about the darkest days you could get. Knowing all the warnings in Matthew 24, and in numerous other places, in Daniel and in Revelation, regarding the end times, knowing that evil men and seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, according to 2 Timothy 3.13, and that the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron, according to 1 Timothy 4.1. How, knowing all those verses, can we expect to look to Ron Paul as some type of savior? Does it add up? I can tell you how he might get in there, and they're going to tell you right now how he could get into possibly the presidency. Let me read this last line again. Evidence of an awakening, this is back to the New Ager, evidence of an awakening in the American people can be found in the fact that Ron Paul is finally beginning to get the recognition he deserves. He was, a, he was able to finish second in the Iowa straw poll, and I heard he really finished first, but Bachman bought off those votes. You know? He was able to finish second in the Iowa straw poll last week. Besides that, websites have run a poll of their own about GOP nomination, including Fox News, yielding results that have Ron Paul winning by large margins over all other candidates. Really, that was the case last time, too. Maybe not to this extent, but it was the case the last time he ran. But they rigged the elections. All the, the elections at that, at that level are rigged. Electronic voting has made it so easy for them to manipulate numbers. At least with a paper ballot like they had before, it was a little bit tougher. I mean, HBO did a whole special on, on that that you can go up online and watch. HBO just keying uh, voter fraud on YouTube. I mean, it's it's irrefutable. Blackboxvoting.org, I think. They've got a whole... There's been documentaries done on this, how they've been rigging votes way back. So uh, these people say, well, bless God, if you don't vote, don't just shut your mouth, because you don't have... Give me a break. The, the, the voting system's rigged. I'm not saying it's rigged at every local level election, but when you come to, when it comes to this, come on. So let's go further here. 
Now, this is all despite the fact that he is receiving almost zero coverage on the mainstream media stations. Ron Paul. This shows that the American people are beginning to realize the dire situation the United States is in. Also, it shows that the American people are beginning to realize the extent of corruption that exists within the Congress. Hopefully that's the case. Let's remember that Ron Paul is running on a platform that he will phase out the Federal Reserve and end both wars immediately. And that's just some of what he said he would do. These were two topics that were basically blasphemy a few years ago. The awakening being experienced by many people now is only a precursor to the spiritual awakening that comes next. So see, what they're doing and what I see New Agers consistently doing when they talk about Ron Paul is comparing the awakening where people are seeing, wow, this is this guy, he really stands for a lot of things that need to be implemented in this country. That's only a precursor to the spiritual awakening that's coming. Remember, the devil is very, very adept and good at what he does. He's the father of lies. There's no better liar than Satan. When he went in the Garden of Eden, and he tempted Eve, and he said, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. This was this temptation. And it said that he was more subtle than any beast of the field. He was subtle. You look at Ron Paul and you think, he looks, just looks like a nice old guy. And he, he, you know, how could he, now I'm not saying, I'm not out here to demonize Ron Paul, but I'm saying that he could be used mightily as a pawn by Satan to implement a lot of things that are going to sound just wonderful, but there's going to be a heavy price to pay once implemented and once you go along with Satan. I'm not saying that's exactly the way the scenario is going to play. I'm saying it could be a possible scenario. Okay, before we get into the next part, just want to say a little bit more about Ron Paul, just so you kind of can understand here. I'm reading right now, this was said before the U.S. House of Representatives on April 6, 2005. This, who was reading this? Representative Ron Paul. And it's entitled, Honoring Pope John Paul II, a Consistent Pro-Life figure. Here, Ron Paul is, before the U.S. House of Representatives, honoring this devil, this wolf in sheep's clothing, this minister of Satan, giving praise to this devil. He goes on to say, Mr. Speaker, I am pleased to join my colleagues in paying tribute to the life and legacy of Pope John Paul II. And this is Ron Paul speaking. Pope John Paul II was one of the greatest religious leaders of modern times and an eloquent champion of human freedom and dignity. Unlike all too many misguided religious leaders, the Pope understood that liberty, both personal and economic, is, an, is a necessary condition for the flourishing, flourishing of human virtue. Okay, so we know that obviously... Now, great, it, this is a big thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can read it. Um, if you want to, email me, and I'll send it to you. Um, my email address is on the right side of uh, contendingfortruth.com. And, you know, I've done whole studies on, uh, or in part on Pope John Paul, um, the evil that this man started in, perpetuated, and carried through with this largest um, 
white witchcraft, pseudo-Christian death cult on the planet, which is called the Catholic Church. There's also some other links here. Ron Paul's Freemasonic connections proof. Ron Paul, the cloak of the Illuminati. Ron Paul and Freemasonry. Whole articles. This is a 43-page document I've got just on Ron Paul. Exposing him. Okay, so, again, you can get sis boom ba rah 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 all like gung-ho for Ron Paul, but you know what? You need to take a really good hard look at his past. And like I said, people don't get to his level by chance, by being a great guy. No matter what he says or says he stands for, who put him there? Now, regarding the end times, Jesus said, for there shall arise many false Christs, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. Again, the whole thing with great signs and wonders. What are, why are they doing the great signs and wonders? To deceive people, to get them to follow them to hell. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Take heed lest you fall. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. The Bible says if you see your brother overtaken in a fault, go to such an one in a spirit of meekness. Why? Lest thou also be tempted. You, I mean, because I'm telling you, you let pride creep in, and it's just a matter of time before you're deceived. And these people that walk around, call themselves Christians, and think they've got every single thing figured out, and God spoke to them about this or that, and it totally contradicts the Bible. Well, what am I going to believe? Them or, or the Word of God? Obviously the Word of God. Okay, sorry, my computer totally just shut down for, like, basically no reason. I, I do not think Satan wants people hearing this, and I could not turn it back on. It wasn't until I started praying that it came on, like, ten seconds after I started praying. And I hadn't even hit the power button. I had hit it before, but it was like a 15-second gap, so... Never seen that happen before, but it doesn't surprise me regarding the information that we're getting into. And I thank God that that I was able to get this thing back on. So let's go further. First uh, Timothy three one says, "This know also that that in the last days perilous times shall come. It's not going to be like the Dominionists teach." where everything's just going to get better and better and better to the point where Jesus Christ is going to come back and set up his throne on earth and we're not even going to go through Revelation, all the stuff that Daniel and Revelation talks about. Nah, we're not going to have a tribulation. We're so holy, we're so good and pure and upright, evidently, as, a, as the church, that we're, Jesus is going to have no choice but to come back. That's essentially what dominionism teaches, which is a very common theme now in Christian circles. It says, this know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then the next verse, or actually 1 Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is what we should expect. Uh 2 Timothy 3.14 then says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, 
that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So that's, that's you know, what the Bible says we need to do. Let's go back to this uh, article here. And um, actually, I almost... Okay, no, we talked about Ron Paul. So, so we've... Again, I got a 43-page article. If somebody wants to see it, I'll send it to them. Just email me and uh, just request it. Going further, although there will there and now this is according to this new age. I'm going back to the article now. Okay, although there will not be a 2012 election. Now I'm not endorsing that. I'm not saying there's not going to be 2000. He's very matter of fact about it. We'll see. Although there will not be a 2012 election, Ron Paul will most likely play a major role in the new governments that will soon emerge in response to the new financial system and UFO disclosure. Isn't that what we're talking about today? And they're saying Ron Paul, and they're not the only ones saying Ron Paul is going to play a huge part in the new government that's coming. Now, do you know how many people are going to be knocked for a loop if they're over there putting Ron Paul on a pedestal, and let's say they call themselves a Christian, or in there, and they're really saved, and they put Ron Paul on this pedestal, and all the stuff starts to go down. And Ron Paul is this tool that is used mightily by Satan regarding disclosure, first contact, and these types of things. And he's actually installed as the next president when all the wicked. Uh, old world, world order boys are removed from their office, which is one of the common themes that you'll see here. Now again, I've, I've just started broaching the subject, so so bear with me. This is going to take a while to get through. Uh, we've only just started touching on things. I think if you listen to this teaching in totality, it will. if it doesn't make sense to you now, it will make sense by the time we're done. I'm going back to the article. Obama has done exactly what he was supposed to do. This is according to the New Ager. His job was to let the old systems of the Illuminati fade away. I mean, it's even like Limbaugh and, and um, Sean Hannity and them. I mean, they're basically out there saying this guy's trying to destroy the country unabashedly. Kind of like, and, and then fiddling while Rome burns. I mean, here he is over here taking his uh, $50,000 whatever uh, vacation to Martha's Vineyard, and, and he, he, he's taken more vacations than any president ever on record by far, and more expensive, flagrant vacations. He's done more to destroy this country than any other president probably ever in the short time he's been in office. And he's unashamed about it. He, he, he is... Um, it's like he's being used mightily as a pawn to bring about the New World Order. The destruction of the old system, which will usher in the bringing of the new. And people are going to be very desperate because as things continue to deteriorate, then what's going to happen is, is people are going to become more desperate and they're going to be wanting that new, that new World Order, the new system that's coming. 
Obama's job was to actually be the final nail in the coffin, according to this New Ager, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Okay, then he goes on to say, once announcements begin, now what he's talking about there is disclosure. Okay? Not just disclosure of our interactions with aliens, but I think of disclosure of a lot of things. A lot of supposed evil things that have went on within world governments that are going to be disclosed. And a lot of this is going to happen at the same time. For maximum shock value. Once announcements begin, we will most likely find out that Obama has done a lot behind the scenes that the public does not know about. As of early August, the only remaining faction that hadn't signed on to the implementation of the new governments, or the new world order, was the shadow government of the United States. Now, whether that's the case or not, I don't know. That's his opinion. Or, if they have officially signed on, then announcements might commence at any minute. If you are awake, it is most likely obvious now that the world can never go back to the way it once was. Announcements will come suddenly and without warning. And again, I think, as I was reading this, I realized, you know, I really need to do this study because if announcements come, if we have a big disclosure event, they're going to happen fast, most likely. I mean, yes, there's been a lot of gradual implementation up to this point, but there's going to come a point when it happens real quick. And after that point, you may not have access to anything but Big Brother media. It may be, the days of the internet may be gone forever. And, again, I think it's important to cover the situation now um, and not wait for that to happen. Uh, if you are awake, it will be your job. Now, this is this is interesting. So if you're awake, it will be your job to sit down with people you know and talk to them about what is happening. I've said the same thing about my listeners or, or, or people that are in the know, that are born-again Bible-believing Christians, that they're going to be one of the few people on the planet, and I'm not just saying my listeners, but born-again Bible-believing Christians that understand what is coming are going to be some of the few people on the planet that are going to be able to sit down and educate other people about what's truly going on. They're saying the same thing, though, to their people. Your job is to sit down with people you know and talk to them about what is happening. A lot of people's beliefs are going to become obsolete. So make sure you are there for them. Oh, and that would be the Christians especially. Why? Because... They know that when this happens, the main thing, the main religion on the world, and the only religion on the world, that the aliens, or the supposed ETs, are going to have a problem with, and really try to discredit, is Bible-believing Christians and Christianity. That's the main... It's the only thing they're going to really be concerned about from a religious standpoint. They've already got all the other religions whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, whatever. They've already got them. That is a very important statement, because it's very matter-of-fact to the New Agers what's coming. A lot of people's beliefs are going to become obsolete. So make sure you're there for them. <laughs> if they do not want to help, do not push. If they don't want your help, don't push. They will come around eventually. 
The world is going to be radically different. There's going to be no more room for giant egos and the politics of the past. The people who are extremely immersed in the present reality will probably be completely shell-shocked and will go into into denial. True. When our brethren from the stars land, never heard them put that way, our brethren. Why is it saying our brethren? Most likely because they're going to come here claiming to be our creators. And I've done whole studies on that that subject. It's, it's, It's a life in the pit of hell. It's called the ancient astronaut theory. It's what the Raelians believe in and have taught. And if you just go up there and key in either ancient or astronaut, you'll find the teaching on contendingfortruth.com if you key it into the search bar. Uh, going further, when, the, when our brethren from the stars, stars land, uh, come, it will be our job to act as liaisons between them and other people. This will probably go a lot smoother than most of us realize, simply because these ETs will look exactly like us, even though they're not. Hmm. I wonder if that's anything to do with all this human-alien hybrid garbage that's been going on for decades, where people get abducted and they turn up pregnant and this type of thing, and then the, the baby's gone. Hmm. I wonder if it has anything to do with that. I mean... What happens to all these supposed hybrid life forms that now our government is openly creating themselves, these chimeras that they call them, half animal, half human, or half this animal with this animal? And when God made it very, very clear that the animals and the, and the insects and the cre- crawling creatures of the earth and the birds and the fish are supposed to, are su- supposed to produce after their own kind. Just read the first chapter of the Bible. And he said it over and over again. I read it last, I think it was the last study I did, or the one before that. Well, they're just trying to corrupt God's creation and defile it. So, he's saying things are probably going to go a lot smoother because these ETs will look exactly like us. Well, like on V? The miniseries? They look exactly like us. They're not. <laughs> Literally, just peel away the skin and you'll see what they really are. And that's a very common theme. I mean, these Nordics that supposedly with this one particular extraterrestrial race, you know, they appear as these perfect-looking, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, muscular male and female. Now, goes on to say, with permission of the people in your household, invite them into your homes and have a chat. That's what he says. Why did he say, with permission of people in your household? Why, why did he make that statement? Isn't that kind of a little weird? You wouldn't even think about that. Invite them into your homes and have a chat. Hmm. Is that kind of like how when you always read these accounts of uh, vampires or these very, very prevalent, now black-eyed beans, not beans, like the bean you plant in the ground or eat, beans, B-E-I-N-G, black-eyed kids or whatever, where there's been all these sightings of it, and then Hollywood is, has all these black-eyed 
humanoid people, many times vampires, are portrayed with black eyes, totally black eyes, no sclera, which is the white part of the eye. Isn't it funny that it's a very, very common theme in all of those movies and in, in, in all of those accounts, eyewitness accounts, that in order for one of these entities to enter your home, they have to be invited in. You have to give them permission. It's some type of thing that they cannot violate. Isn't that funny? He says, with permission of the people in your household, invite them into your homes. Huh. I'm sure there's no correlation there. Anyway, it says they will have a lot to say, these ETs, on a variety of topics. I'm sure there'll be regular Renaissance men and women. They'll know a little bit about everything. You know, how about them bears, you know? Those Steelers, they're really, they're really cooking this year, you know? Anyway, introduce them to your friends and your neighbors. The idea is that once people see that the ETs are friendly, they will open up. Oh, that's all it's going to take for me. I know. Hook, line, and sinker. I'll buy it. You know, they, they seem like nice enough guys. I mean, come on. Huh. They are from the pit of hell. What does the Bible say about that? The subject. Second John 1.10 says, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, meaning the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, Bible-believing Christianity, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. Neither bid him Godspeed. You're not supposed to receive them in your house or bid them Godspeed. Like you don't say, you know, Godspeed or, you know. And then the next verse says, For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. You're not going to like high five them. Yeah, come in, high five them. You know. Good firm handshake, that type of thing. Come in, sit down, make yourself comfortable. <laughs> Man, that would be a gigantic mistake. That's why I don't tell people to invite people like Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons into their house. They get their foot in a the door. There's a spiritual dynamic that is happening that you're not seeing, and you're giving the devil grounds to come into your house. It's just like when you bring a cursed object into your house. Same dynamic, except I think it's worse when they're a living, breathing entity. The people that, that say that these black-eyed kids or whatever that show up in parking lots or show up at houses late at night, the only ones that live to tell about it are the ones that don't invite them in. I don't know if there's any accounts of any of them that have ever lived that did invite them in. Because they don't live. These people disappear. You don't invite them into your car. You don't invite them into your house. Period. Ever. You deal with them through the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Personally, I like is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, that's what you're going to have to rely on, is the sword of the Spirit. And you're going to have to have the faith to believe that you can deal with them. Because if you don't have the faith to believe it, then 
you're pretty much powerless. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you lack faith, listen to the word of God. Read it, meditate on it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews 11, verse 1. And the Bible does say, again, I said this before, in Ephesians 6, regarding the implements of the full armor of God, above all, above all, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith ye will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. One. That's how we actually quench their darts. It's literally a real battle. It's more real than going into battle almost in, in, in an actual war type setting, because even in that setting, what are the uh, the people that are actually going to war many times are being purely motivated through demonic entities. I mean, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart if, if their intentions are evil. So that's where the battle really truly is. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword able to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the joint marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, as the Bible talks about. You're going to have to, there's going to come a point where God's going to test you and try you, me included, and I think that's going to be our only real weapon against these types of entities. I can't wait. I I know that sounds prideful, but to a certain extent, I feel like what we're do, dealing with right now is is just a bunch of pretentious lies leading up to the point when things really start to go down and this stuff really starts to become real and the facade really starts to be ripped off the devil and he's not going to have to pretend anymore. And then we're really going to see who really is Christians and who they're not. We're really going to see who has faith and who doesn't have faith. Well, the Bible, didn't we just read it that we're all going to be tried? I know there's different ways you can be tried. But to me, personally, the reason I say that is not because of, of pride, but I want to see the Lord Jesus Christ get the maximum amount of glory. And I want to see the maximum amount of people get their eyes open and get saved. That's my motivation for saying that. And the way it stands right now, people are living in a fantasy world. So many people are consumed with things that are just so, don't matter whatsoever. Sports and in, in Hollywood and all the garbage, the gossip and the, all the stuff, which doesn't matter. I think when those days come, and they could be very soon, who's God going to use? Uh, lukewarm Christians? I don't think so. The Bible says in Revelation 3 that he's going to vomit them out of his mouth. He's going to use the Bible-believing remnant. Now, God could just wipe out everybody if he wanted to, but that's not the way he chose to do it, and he never has. In the Bible, really, he's always chosen to use a small remnant. Why is it that way? Well, if you think about it, a small remnant, God gets more glory. If it was like half the earth against the other half of the earth, God's not going to get as much glory. But regarding fighting evil... If he uses a small remnant like Gideon's army, he gets more glory. Praise the Lord. I want him to get more glory. I don't want his glory. The Bible says God will not share his glory with anyone. I'm okay with that. I don't want his glory. 
I want him to get maximum glory. Because if he gets glorified, then people get saved. I want people to fear God. And I think, I believe, 100% that God will use this remnant, the remnant that has the faith to believe they can actually literally go against these entities. Whether they call themselves an alien, whether it's a reptilian, whether it's a black-eyed kid or whatever, a vampire, werewolf, whatever, all these things that were, now this thing about zombies, my word, they're deluging the internet, almost to the point of, of, of this UFO thing about zombie attacks. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, actually had something on the website about this, about repelling some type of zombie attack. Oh yeah, it was all tongue-in-cheek. I don't know. It's just everywhere I look, this stuff about zombies. Isn't it weird that the movie I Am Legend was about that? And that... Remember, what was the movie about? Well, it was about that supposedly this wonderful woman had come out with a vaccine, or I I think it was a woman, maybe a man, I don't know, that was a cure for all cancer. The population got it, and virtually everybody that got the vaccine, the one, you know, little side effect was they all turned into zombies. And the whole world was a bunch of zombies, basically, other than this small pockets of people that were still human. And it was caused from this vaccine, which I've done umpteen studies on the wickedness of vaccine and how they're altering uh, these DNA vaccines where they're putting all this foreign DNA and the potential to put uh, microchips in the vaccines and all the other horrific hodgepodge of of witchcraft brew of material that they're putting in these vaccines. Formaldehyde, what they embalm people with. Mercury which is so toxic they've never even established a minimum dosage that's acceptable. But it's okay to put in the vaccines in massive amounts. It has nothing to do, I'm sure, with the autism epidemic, even though that's when it started, was when they implemented this. You could go on and on and on and on about vaccines and how vaccines are going to play a huge part in this. I Am Legend, the whole movie was about that. I don't know. We'll see how it's going to play out. But I do believe the Lord's looking for people that are not going to fear what's coming. And are actually going... He's going to use them to deal with... How he's going to exactly use them, I'm not... I can't say, dog, you know, I know 100% exactly how it's going to play out or go down. I got a pretty good idea. I mean, I see what's coming. It's just obvious. I'm sure Smiley Joel Osteen will be out there too, fighting fighting Satan, and dealing with all the wicked evil. I'm sure all of his congregation will be out there, just gung ho, like Semper Fi Marines, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think that the people that call themselves Christians really have a clue what's coming. The wickedness that what's coming is going to be unlike anything the world's ever known. I mean, I've watched documentaries about like wars and World War II and stuff like that. I mean, the, the wickedness that happened to the troops. I mean, the hatred between sides and in, in, in the, the depravity and what they actually would, would degenerate into doing on the battlefield because of this hatred. Now, imagine that scenario, but now combine it with just a boatload of evil spirits and witchcraft. Literal 
concentrated witchcraft. Total lawlessness. It's going to be worse. It's going to be unlike anything you can even comprehend. But, where darkness abounds, grace all the more. So, okay, let's go further here. Uh, man, I am really behind. <laughs> I don't know how long this teaching is going to take, but um, let's see. Let's go further here. The world, And this is back to the article. The world will not go into 2012 without seeing major tw- changes. October 28th is coming up, which is supposed to be a significant date in the Mayan calendar. Now, there's all kinds of dates coming up. I mean, if you believe any of this stuff about this common element, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying 100%, but I'm saying that there's, you know, the, the, the videos and the, and the things I've seen are from NASA about where the trajectory of this comet is coming and what dates it will be either in alignment with the planet Earth and the Sun and what days that it will be closest to the Earth. And could this have to, anything to do with all these earthquakes? There were, yesterday alone, um, there was two or three over 7.0s in the South Pacific. I mean, the frequency of earthquakes is off the scale. But it's hardly being reported on at all. Well, Jesus Christ reported on it back in Matthew 24, 2,000 years ago. He said that's going to be a mark of the end times. Anyway, so October 28th is coming up, which is supposed to be a major significant date in the Mayan calendar. Also, 11-11-11 is going to be a major upliftment. We'll all feel uplifted on 11-11-11. That will most likely push the group consciousness into the fourth dimension completely. Man, I, you know, what's not to like about that statement? Uh, a lot of the New Agers, again, witches and warlocks and who, people that are into this stuff, you know, that's when they do their thing. That's when they do their workings on, on specific dates and times and things of this nature. So, these are things you can pray against. Okay, the energies are not going away, is what he's saying. So, my comment here is that, what he, what is he saying here when all this 11, 11, 11, and October 28th, and all this other stuff? What is the interpretation of that? You mean mass witchcraft that's taking place all over the world, is what he's saying. We, we need to get together and, and focus our love. It's witchcraft. You know, send them the light so that they see. Lucifer's name means light bearer or bringer. It's a false light. He's an angel. You know, if Satan could transform himself into an angel of light, it's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness. So we got to be on guard about this. Um, I think we're done here with part two. And uh, let's go ahead and go to part three next.